Thank you for listening to Drive Time Devotionals, a podcast to help you continue to stand strong in your faith, steady and stable. In each episode, I'll take around 10 minutes or so to examine a passage of scripture in order to better understand how to live it out each and every day in your life. Hey, I'm Bill Simpson, and I've been a businessman, a missionary, a pastor, and now a school teacher. But most importantly, I've been a follower of Jesus since 1982, and over all those years of the ups and downs and journeying with Jesus, I've come to realize how life is all about learning how to desperately depend on the Father, on the Lord Jesus, and His Spirit. If you want to check out my website, go to BillSimpson.org. Because the purpose of this podcast is to help you to remain faithful and true to Christ, our bedrock passage is John 15, 1-17. In this episode, we'll unpack verses 1-11. through 11. But before I read this passage, we have to stop and think about who it is who wrote this portion of the Bible and when he wrote it. The author is obviously the Apostle John, who was the brother of James and one of the inner three, Peter, James, and John. But what's so fascinating and unique about John's writings is, is when the Spirit of God inspired John to write. You see, he was an old man, a very old man by first century standards. John most likely wrote this gospel and his three letters and Revelation all in the 90s, more than six decades after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. That means John had been preaching and teaching these stories about Jesus for over 60 years, but he was never led by the Spirit to write any of them down. Imagine all that he experienced during those years. And no doubt he read all of the other New Testament scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Paul, Peter's letters. And I can only imagine him reading these over and over. So we have this dear old apostle who loved Jesus with his every breath. He had remained absolutely faithful to his Lord all these years and through all kinds of persecution by the Jews and the Romans. And now, in his twilight years... The Spirit of God moved him to write scripture, to record his experience with Jesus during those three years. And what is so interesting is how the Spirit led John to use about a fourth of his entire gospel account, which is chapters 13 through 17, to record just the events of that Thursday night when Jesus was betrayed. John gives us a detailed account of Jesus' final teaching to the eleven just before his crucifixion. So it's super significant. It all began with the annual celebration of the Passover meal. After the meal was over and Judas had left to do his dastardly deed, Jesus led them out into the night to a favorite garden where he and the disciples had spent time on previous occasions. That's how Judas knew where to find him. When they arrived, Jesus used a grapevine as a vivid teaching illustration. If you want to follow along with me, maybe on an app like Blue Letter Bible or in your own Bible, I'm reading from the New English Translation. But if you're behind the wheel, just listen, please. So let's pick up in John 15, 1 through 11, just after they arrived at the Garden of Gethsemane. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He takes away every branch that does not bear fruit in me. He prunes every branch that bears fruit, so that it will bear more fruit. You are clean already because of the word that I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can accomplish nothing. 
If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a branch and dries up, and such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and are burned up. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is honored by this, that you bear much fruit and show that you are my disciples. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you obey my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Jesus wanted those 11 disciples and every other follower of his down through the ages to experience his full joy. So what is Jesus' joy? Well, it's doing his Father's will, knowing that he is honoring his Father first and foremost. That's where true joy comes from, the kind of joy that can overcome sadness and depression and loneliness and confusion. Jesus' joy came from knowing his Father's absolute love for him, which is what compelled him to obey his Father in everything, especially humbling himself to suffer and die on a Roman cross for you and me. But let's focus on the key word in this passage. He kept repeating it over and over. The word is remain. In Greek, it's minnow, and it can also be translated abide. Jesus used it ten times in these few sentences. Do you get the picture? The only way delicious bunches of grapes are produced is if the branches are healthy, and the only way a branch can stay healthy enough to produce grapes is if it remains firmly attached to the vine. We know that. Because that's where it receives all of its fruit-producing water and nutrients. But listen, in the same way, you and I desperately need Jesus' words and his powerful grace flowing into our lives every day in order that we can remain faithful to him and produce lots of delicious fruit. At this point, we have to ask, well, what is the fruit? It is the very nature of Jesus himself. The fruit is his character being formed in us. John made this abundantly clear in his short letter that we call 1 John. This is from chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. John wrote, This is how we are sure that we have come to know him by keeping his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him, yet doesn't keep his commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God is perfected. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. John didn't hold back, did he? He had been a believer for over 60 years, and no doubt he had seen a lot of people struggle in their faith and some even fall away. But under the Spirit's inspiration, he wrote that a follower of Jesus is called to walk like Jesus, to live your life in the same way that Jesus would if he were wearing your Nikes. That's the fruit. You may be familiar with Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, where he explained that the fruit of the Spirit dwelling within Jesus' followers produces these characteristics. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The word fruit here is singular. You see, the fruit is Jesus' nature. Those attributes come from him residing in you. It is through the fruit of Jesus being formed in you that you can have an eternal impact on those around you. He said that this is the way others will know that you belong to Jesus. When you begin to think and say and do the kinds of things Jesus would think and say and do, 
if he was living your life. And he didn't mean just a little bit of his nature. Jesus stated that the Father is actually honored and glorified when we produce lots of fruit, when the character of Jesus is forming in us in total obedience to the Father. For that to happen, our Father has to constantly prune us, which can be painful at times. We all know that. His will is to bring to the surface more and more of the nature of His Son in us. You see, He loves you just the way you are right now. But He loves you so much, He will not leave you the way you are. He is constantly shaping you into the image of His Son, a little bit at a time. Let's wrap up this episode with a gigantic promise from Jesus in John fifteen seven. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Whoa, whatever you want? Well, the key there is obviously that we have to have the words of Jesus remaining in our hearts and minds. And that's what this podcast is all about. So as you approach your day or reflect back on it, you want to wrap your mind around Jesus' perspective and his values. Think about putting the Father's desires ahead of your own or anyone else's. Strive to remain in him, to let his grace flow into you and out from you. Keep in your mind that picture of a firmly attached branch that is filled with delicious grapes. That's where your joy will come from, and that's the Father's will for you. Hey, I hope you'll join me for episode two, where we'll continue in John 15. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to send them to me. My contact information is on my site, billsimpson.org. Until then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you.